I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is... One, One kiss, kiss Means Forever! This is the podcast where once again we relive the same day over and over and over again and try on new outfits and maybe have new love interests, etc. Anyway, we're talking about your favorite made-for-TV romances, the kinds that you find on Hallmark, Lifetime, and other sorts of places. <laughs> this is a Hallmark movie. Uh, if you're listening to this the day it drops, um, it is February 2nd a.k.a. Groundhog Day. So we thought it would be fun to do a Groundhog's Day movie, which means we are doing a movie that has two separate titles, depending on where you decide to look for it. (laughs) Either Valentine's Again or Once Upon a Winter's Date. And it aired January 2nd, 2018 on Hallmark. And this is what they say about it. Catherine... A workaholic executive endures the worst Valentine's Day of her life. On her walk home, a gypsy weaves a magical spell on her, and when she wakes up the next morning, she realizes it's Valentine's Day. Again! And it stars (laughs) Mickey Whelan and Greg Vaughn. Never once during the course of this movie did I think that that woman was a gypsy. Just Fair. fortune teller. I don't know. Ring by spring. She was not. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Here's the synopsis. Catherine McKenzie, played by Nikki Whalen, has so far been unlucky in love. But this Valentine's Day, she has a date with Bradley, a man she's been chatting with who is perfect on paper or the internet, rather. He hits every one of her criteria in life, um, in a life partner, because, of course, she has a list. She has a list. But at drinks, when he learns that she has a dog, he ditches her, like leaves her with the check, uh, ghosts her which is sucky. Um, Angry and hurt, she is walking down the street when she runs into Marta, a woman whose dog she had found earlier in the day. Marta tells her that she has met her soulmate that day, spoken to him that day, in fact, and she just needs to look past her assumptions to see him. Waking up the next morning, things seem odd. Bradley is texting again. The TV says it's Valentine's Day. Her doorman, Kenneth, recites the same poem. Roger, the guy at doggy daycare, tells her that her dog, Zacky, is lovable in the exact same words. Peter, her yoga instructor, gets all up in her space again. Her barista, Josh, hands her a coffee right before a tray, of, a tray is spilt again. And when Catherine gets to work, she has the same pitch she had yesterday. She's reliving the same day. Oh, my gosh. So finding Marta again, Catherine confronts her and tries to stop this strangeness. But Marta insists that she just has to find her soulmate out of the men that she's spoken to during the course of the day. And then the spell will be broken. If not, she will be doomed to remain in Valentine's Day for all time. (laughs) Thank you, Hannah. <laughs> so having been, having that fact reiterated then to her, Catherine sets about meticulously trying to find that man. 
She makes a list, of course. <laughs> um, she immediately crosses off Maurice, her client, because that cannot be her guy. It just can't. And she crosses out Bradley because that has been established that Bradley sucks. So that leaves Kenneth, Roger, Peter, and Josh. First, she tries dinner with Kenneth. And he's just not her person. Like, I don't think he does anything wrong. He's just not her person. Yeah. Roger has a girlfriend. Peter first said that she could go from pretty to stunning if she tried. Because, um... I guess he's never met human people before. Um, if she masters a yoga pose, her <laughs> inside will be as beautiful as her outside, and then she'll be stunning. <laughs> God, he sucks. Yes. Um, and then he orders for her. So, bye, bye, Peter. Double suck. Uh, <laughs> and Josh turns on the charm at the climbing wall, but a woman there warns Catherine that he's lying to her and not to trust him. So with all the men on her list marked off, who could her soulmate be? Well, she thinks about that. She does go out with Bradley again, ditching him this time so that, you know, she could have some fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it takes her a while to do that, I feel. <laughs> like She sits through a, like more dinner than she should. But maybe maybe she's just like, hey, free wine. Fair no, enough. Never. You know, but on this day that I'll relive and the money will not have been spent yeah. Again. Anywho, that's me on the outside looking in. If I was really in a loop, in a time loop, who knows how I'd react? Um. So you know, because that will absolutely happen someday. <laughs> me yeah. caught in a time loop. Just the slightest change in her day, Cat bumps into the flower delivery person harder than usual. She usually just glances off of him. Yes, she has been bumping into him sort of every day. But this time, she really hits him, rolls her ankle, and goes down. And the realization that this is a cute man who she has technically spoken to then hits her. Um, when he insists he drive her to their emergency room, she agrees. But first, they have to stop at his flower shop because he's more than just a delivery man. This is his business that he owns and runs and all that good stuff. Um, and it's there she sees the kind man who loves helping people and bringing them joy. For the next few days, Catherine tries to flirt and get Danny, the, the delivery man, the flower guy, to like her. But it's not working. Finally, she runs back into Marta, who tells her that she's not being authentic um, and not being her authentic self, and that's why she's not succeeding with Danny. So Catherine embarks on the self-betterment part of her Groundhog Day journey, a.k.a. her I shall learn to play the piano days. <laughs> she, <laughs> she goes shopping, changes her outfit, goes to watch people at the airport a la Love Actually, adopts all the dogs um because you know i guess there's you know when you know there's no consequences for taking home like six dogs yeah <laughs> uh, and her pitch at work is getting more and more tired because you know it's a dumb pitch in the first place and now she's real not feeling it right so finally Catherine has had enough she basically tells her boss that she doesn't believe in what she's doing anymore and is promptly fired Danny is there to witness the firing and 
decides to bring her along to the rest of his deliveries for that day. He believes that delivering flowers and seeing people's joy will help her. And it does. After a long day of deliveries, Catherine is so happy and high on life, bringing joy to others. So back at his shop, Danny kisses her. Catherine, feeling like her world is finally writing itself, asks Danny to go with her to her dad's engagement party that night. Um, and no, she has not gone to his engagement party any of the previous Valentine's Day because she's upset that he's remarrying a woman he only met three months ago. But I guess now she's less judgmental. They go and Danny gets to meet her family, uh, a.k.a. dad and future stepmom. Um, and when Danny walks her back to her apartment, they kiss in the snow. And though happy, Catherine is sad that he won't remember it and tries to keep him around longer. But the next morning, Catherine awakes to a text as always, but this time it's from Danny and not from Brad or Bradley. <laughs> it's finally February 15th. Of course, kissing Danny breaks the curse. One kiss means forever. And forever isn't just one day. <laughs> she found her soulmate, and he invites her and Zacky the dog to the park where they hand out the excess flowers from Valentine's Day. Is this a thing? Are flowers maybe not discounted like chocolate is? But whatever, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, and with the last flower, Danny hands it to Catherine. She is going to help him expand his business because she has no job now. And now they are in love. So they kiss again because forever is starting. <laughs> uh, yeah. So... What the fuck moments, Katie? Uh, where do we even begin? Um, <laughs> well, my first what the fuck moment, because it's staring me in the face, is Danny the flower guy pronounces peonies peonies, and that really <laughs> bothered me. <laughs> okay, I we may as well start with Danny. Okay. Because um, I paused the movie, because yes, technically he's in the movie beforehand, but he really doesn't get introduced until minute 37. Yeah. Although the way that she glances off of him and speaks to him at the very beginning, like the way it's filmed and, you know, he's a cute guy, you can tell that obviously it's this person she never noticed is going to be her soulmate. But, yeah, we don't really meet him until. Yeah. And the movie is only 110 minutes, <laughs> including. <laughs> um. Yeah. So – the thing that ha the thing happens that bothers me about a lot of these movies where nobody like where the person's either stuck in a time loop or whatever um it feels like the other person somehow is not in okay speak Katie it feels like somehow the other person is totally fine with it being sped up where like somehow like they're, they've they're had a lived experience yeah. They're already in love with this person that they don't know. Yeah. And the thing is, Danny has said, like, throughout the course of us getting to know him, that he has noticed Catherine because he's been delivering flowers in the office for several years, whatever. But they've never spoken. I don't even see how they would know each other's names. And yet she calls him Danny. And that's not weird. Like, on, yeah. like, the first day that they meet. 
because it's the, yeah. the millionth day. And I hate that. Because, <laughs> like, then the kiss doesn't make sense. And, well, we'll get to that. But Yeah. I mean, th- th- that is the problem, I think, with, you know, your Groundhog Day movies where one person has actually gone through a change and the other person has not. Well, not only has not, but doesn't know that they have, like, I mean, I I do find it really hard to, the idea that he watches this woman who he's barely spoken to get fired and then invites her basically to expand his business with him is bananas. Right. Like, it's absolutely bananas. Like, unless he, unless we had actually gotten, like, verbal confirmation that he's had a crush on her and has, like, you know, liked her from afar, all he says is, like, he's noticed her. And let me just say this. She's drop-dead gorgeous. Like, she's a stunning woman. Beautiful. Nobody alive would be like, hey, you want to help me run my business? And also, we're going to make out by the end of the day. Like... And tomorrow, until unless it was a woman who looked like this, you know, like, yeah, bullshit. I mean, yeah, it's very strange. I understand how she fell in love with him. I don't understand how he fell in love with her because she's hot. Yeah, that's it. But I'm just gonna go. She, she confuses me as a person. Let's talk about it. First of all, she talks about Zaki to other people. As if they should know that he is, that Zaki is important, he is her dog, and the love of her life. Right. I I just felt like that was a little presumptuous of her. You know, like she'll be, like she was on a date and she's like, oh, well, well there has to be room for my Zaki. Well, she and had like, no... She had said that part when she knew that Bradley was going to say you about dogs. Not the first time. Oh, really? What, yeah. I don't well, remember her quite saying it that way on the first time, but she did mention the dog. Yeah, but but if, if she called him Zacky. Yeah. She didn't say like, oh, we have to have room for my dog. That's true. Maybe you know, she like, forgot to talk about her dog in the space of these internet conversations. Which is so weird because he's I, like a huge part of her world. Yeah, I can't send a text without talking about Persephone. So. <laughs> right. Right. Everyone knows about pigeon. Yeah. Which is very important. <laughs> so the most important. Yeah. Right. It's it, So that part was strange to me. Agreed. Um. I did notice that on on the second day she wore the same outfit, but she didn't know she was in a time loop, and I found that very strange. That's a good catch. That's a that is a good catch. Maybe maybe because she's a, I would say she's the type of person that would lay out her outfit the night before, so maybe she just didn't think about it. I thought she we saw her going through her clothes, but maybe we didn't. I don't. Maybe. Um, my other thing that I find really strange about her i mean maybe this is because she looks the way she looks but the idea that she's like okay here are all the men that i've spoken to today they must all want me and for that to actually sort of work out like at no point does any of them say like no (laughs) true and she doesn't really ask the dog guy on a date, like he takes her to see like his 
uh, right. dog shelter. And that's when we find out he has a girlfriend. So it's not like he's being shady or anything. So that was – I appreciated that. But, yeah, to have the confidence just to be like, want to go out later? <laughs> With multiple men. Yeah. like, Like – that that many people she's like of course my doorman wants me of course my barista wants me well they are flirting with her pretty much yeah the whole time though so. her doorman i don't know if you felt this way i thought her doorman was 12 years old i thought he was like 16 yeah <laughs> like a, he looked less like a baby when they were out on their coffee date i was like That's okay true. maybe he's actually you know in his 20s but <laughs> but yeah it, i thought that he was like that a cheeky 18-year-old who was just being yeah. silly. Yeah. he Like, you know, also, like, there was a part of me that wanted her to be like, sure, I'll talk to you and I'll go out on a date, but I need to tell you, bad poetry said to me first thing in the morning does not win you a woman. Like, it's not. Don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like when you wrote in the when you wrote in the in our synopsis that he just wasn't her person. I agree. Like I actually feel like I would have been like interested in Kenneth for like at least three dates. Like yeah, and then I it would have been like you're a little too pretentious for me. I have to go. But I thought he was sweet, and I liked the way he was looking into at the world, like you know, very aesthetic. You know, <laughs> I, I feel like there's somebody who I don't dislike who is out there for him. Yeah. Whereas, like, Peter, the yoga instructor, I hope, like, marries a bimbo who accidentally, like, bites off his dick. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be in the sequel that we write. Valentine's again, again. (laughs) You know, but, like, I I feel like there's there's somebody out there for, for Kenneth. Though I think he's gotta gotta go by Ken. I agree. Kenneth just makes me think of um, Jack McBrayer in Thirty Rock. Yeah. Um, and I was I actually appreciated the whole. I well, I was sad because Josh was mad cute, the barista. I appreciated the twist of him like another twist of like him being good on paper because he was telling like a sweet story. They went wall climbing. It was kind of nice. I I really appreciated the woman going like, dude, I've heard the same story and I grew up with the kid and he's lying to you. I was like, oh, fuck. That totally happens. (laughs) Um, Well, but I, I, yeah, I liked that there was like a, I'm watching out for you, girl. Yeah. You know, like a go up to the, the bar and order a, you know, drink, you know, when you see those in bathrooms that are like, yeah. if you order this, like, we'll get you out of here. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, you know, like, I got your back, stranger. Don't worry about it. I liked that a lot. <laughs> yeah. That, like, there there was some of that. Like, there was a few moments of, like, female to female bonding is the wrong word but like support that i appreciated like i I did really appreciate even though i thought it was a little strange that they were red roses that she just bought her assistant roses because she realized that her assistant would really like them especially when you find out before that that she likes yellow roses best like wouldn't that have been cuter if she'd gotten her assistant yellow roses yeah i I don't like whatever but like her assistant was thrilled that like she got flowers and didn't care that they were from her boss but like you know, like that was really a sweet gesture to to do just because 
it would be appreciated. I agree. Yeah. And like for your subordinate for essentially no reason, even though like other than you sort clearly recognizing like, oh, she's like a really great assistant. My only problem with all of that is, yeah, right, would she be able to get roses on Valentine's Day? Because all of the stores would be be like, nah. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she might have been able to get yellow roses, possibly. Yeah, for sure. I I appreciated the gesture. Um, I also don't understand her. Because she goes to work every goddamn day. Pretty much. Thank you. (laughs) So, okay, that is, you hit it on two points. Number well, so number one, she goes to work every day. There we have the we have the trope of this kind of movie montage where you see like different days happening like next to each other. And some of this is just her changing her outfit. <laughs> and so I'm like, she had to relive a day just to change an outfit. Um but, but also like A, don't go into work. B, don't go out with Bradley again. Like, cancel. Yeah. Text him. Sorry, I'm sick today. Do something else with your freaking day after the you, first I mean, time. Right. I mean, you don't even have to text him because guess what? If you ghost him, he'll never know. Right. Like, he, you know, it's the kind of thing where it's like, today is going to be a movie day. Today is going to be a, like, pajamas day. And I'd be eating yummy, yummy toxic food (laughs) it takes her far too long to start to eat all the desserts and like the steak and potatoes i i I, that was a note i said finally she eats food because it doesn't matter like i would have been doing that immediately i'm like i'm reliving this day i want it all (laughs) right it would it would be full-on like i'm not going into work i'm like binging television show like i i would be like fine i get until i find my soulmate to relive this day i'm i'm taking a like me time vacation seriously <laughs> i catch up on so much shit like right be awesome. like 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 things like reading a book or watching tv like you don't need it to save anything it's yeah. in, if it's in your brain it's in your brain <laughs> completely completely agree um yeah i i the whole the, the, it happens a couple times where we get like the, that little montage of like her changing her clothes just like to do something different. She asks multiple ways in the same scenario, trying to find out if Danny has a girlfriend, and I'm like, you just relived that entire day just to change your pickup line. Like, yeah, I hate that. <laughs> and the thing that I don't understand that I hated the most about her, and it's supposed to be like a character development part for her. Was one of the things that Danny says about like bringing flowers gives you joy, just like watching people at the airport. And at one point she uses that as a pickup line, but then she goes to actually do it. And then she's moved, like we said in the synopsis. But then she does say that to him later. And I was like, now you've done the thing and it's supposed to be authentic, but you are just saying it because you know he'll like it. Like, why even say it at all? And it cheapened the moment for me. And I was like, ew, now it's even more cringy because <laughs> you think you mean it. <laughs> yeah. Also, that was the weirdest airport I've ever seen. Yeah. I believe it was a parking lot. <laughs> I believe you're probably right. Uh, okay. So 
I don't really understand her relationship with her father. Yeah, let's talk about that. Okay, so she has not met her. She's upset that her her father is getting married again because her mother has died, and um, she thinks her father is moving on too quickly. I guess, but maybe not. Like it's not even that he's moving on; it's that he's only known his fiance for three months. Yeah, it's that. that's the sticking point. Yeah. Um, granted, she hasn't met this woman, which I find very strange, mm-hmm. because. Based on how quickly it got serious, you would think for two people who clearly live in the same city, um, (laughs) dad would have been like, I need you to meet my girlfriend. I really like her. And, you know, whatever. Yeah. um, She decides that it maybe isn't so too fast or something based on her experiences reliving this day, which fine. But also, like, she seems to have a good relationship with her father otherwise. Yeah, it's just like this one thing that she's being a brat about. So. Yeah, but enough of a brat to skip his engagement party, which is on Valentine's Day, which is a dick move on his part. That's but. true. <laughs> That's just cliche. But yeah, it, it is. It is strange because you're right. At one on one hand. It feels like they don't have a good relationship, that they're distanced. But on the other hand, it does at the same time that they're, like, supposed to be really close. Yeah. So I'm just going to chalk it up to mom is dead and life is hard. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Fair. Um, so I did think it was a little unfair that she has to keep the day that she quits her job. <sighs> yeah. But then I guess that was the right one because she hated it. She was probably going to quit at some point anyway. Well, that's the thing is I think, you know, she had gotten to a like everyday consequences, blah, blah, blah. She should have ended up with a, like realizing that she wanted to quit her job and then quit it on her own terms instead of being fired like that. Like, I don't know. I, I thought that was a little. No, I think she was. I think it was genius because she knew what the consequence was going to be with her breaking out like that. And now she can get unemployment. Okay. <laughs> but she's not unemployed. She's employed at the flower shop to expand she it. She didn't know that at the time. And her new boyfriend can pay her under the table so she can collect those sweet, sweet benefits. Um, but I believe, based on my calculations watching this movie, um, that it's like three to four weeks of valentine's day is that all yeah i don't don't think i don't think it's the like bill murray ten thousand years or whatever um is it ten thousand i thought it was just 10 years but that's long enough i I believe there's multiple zeros oh shit maybe it's maybe it's only a thousand years it's it's something like unnatural that's really depressing yeah it's a really long time cool awesome (laughs) Um, according you know that was according to something i heard once um but it doesn't matter like i think it's only like three or four weeks but she goes to work almost every day which bothered me um because that's that's like it being wednesday for four weeks no weekends no days off I was just not into it. I agree. <laughs> why Why go through your normal stuff if you know that tomorrow is another day, is not another day? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I agree. 
Um, would you like to go to Hallmark Hallmarks? I think that would be an excellent idea. Splendiferous. The first one I have is, uh, she is a high-powered job. <laughs> um, I'm starting even earlier. Movie has a different title on IMDb, or technically on Hallmark.com, since within the movie it is called Once Upon a Winter Stage. Yay! <laughs> Great job. Um, a tense relationship with parent. A woman has more hours in her day than your average person because she wakes up at 7 and has time to take her dog to daycare, do yoga, shower, dress, get coffee, and still make it to work on time and still gets to go to lunch with friends. That's really great. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even put that together that she only wakes up at 7 and does all that shit. Wow. Um, the pitch was bad. <laughs> she starts out having a real bad pitch because she doesn't know how to pitch, even though she has a job where hypothetically it's only pitching. Well, I, I will give her that she was pitching to somebody from, I mean, I think he was French. So, mm. you know, cultural differences. The first pitch was so bad. Cultural differences didn't matter. She was like, <gasps> um, words are things and things can be words. Uh, um, there is a f number of empty coffee cups yes there are um, we have this trope now twice um, gives up the big job for the small business that brings you joy because he mm -hmm. did it first and now she did it too <laughs> yeah um, thinking that the wrong man is Mr. Perfect yeah you are in a proximity of a man so you must love him several times <laughs> Um, I did have the bad man orders for her. <laughs> ah, yes. I think I like zoned out for most of the movie or I just was watching in disdain. Um, so I go straight to she quits her job for small business and how will she afford the things? <laughs> <laughs> um, we've already said mom is mom is dead and life is hard. But I also had woman with great career is sad inside. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't at first but then she became so okay i said this is a definite one kiss means for sure ever on so many so many levels yeah i'm out great that was perfect so uh in terms of pretty parade i just said that i prefer when she starts to change up her clothes because she starts the movie in like fire engine red and she is better in jewel tones, so the purple dress is the best on her. I like it. New and noteworthy. Um, my new and noteworthy for this movie is I'm happy that usually in this trope, uh, this person is alone in their experience. I am happy we have a Marta that she can talk to and ask kind of questions or kind of get hints along the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a few, which we've sort of already talked about. Um, first that she's a friendly workaholic. <laughs> yes. Um, she does call Peter on ordering for her, which I thought was new and worthy. She was yes. like, um, excuse me, don't do that. Especially because he orders the same thing. It's like, yes. Yeah. And doesn't ask her like allergies or anything like that which like really bothered me mm -hmm. um and then we have another woman stops her for getting with josh because he's a liar and in, in a show of female solidarity yeah did you have a supporting shout out 
Zacky? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't have anybody, but Zacky makes sense. Yeah. Although I'm I mean, sad his name is Zacky. I know. I don't like his name either. And I believe if you watch it with his closed captioning, it's EY, which was even worse. <laughs> <laughs> so true. What did you do for Kiss Meter? Well, we have a few kisses. So I have I have three I said in the flower shop, outside our apartment, and in the park. Yeah. Okay. So in the flower shop, I gave it a six. Um I called it an exaggerated pack. I'd say so, yeah. Um I gave it a four. Because in the space of this reality, it is far too soon and nothing has happened to warrant the kissing. And it was a very exaggerated peck. And then she asked him to come to her dad's engagement party directly after as if nothing happened. Yeah, that was weird. Um, outside of her apartment, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, I gave that one a six only because it's in the snow and it's cute. Um, I thought it was marginally better than the flower shop kiss. I also thought it was marginally better. I gave it a 7.5. Um, I thought it had better contact, uh, mm -hmm. but it was very short. True. How about the final one in the park? I gave it an eight. Um, I didn't like that they're surrounded by people, but at least they're not people like specifically watching them. Um, other than Marta, which is upsetting. Yeah. Um, but is the, it is the longest and deepest kiss in the movie. So. I agree. I gave, it a, I gave it a 6.5. Okay. I, I couldn't I, I couldn't go super high with it because they you know, were in public and I still couldn't get over the fact that it was only that one day for Danny. I yeah. couldn't get past it. Um, and they That's just fair. didn't seem super into it. But I do agree it was the longest and deepest kiss. So, yeah. Uh, so, Katie, would you recommend this movie to other people? <laughs> I love it. When we tear a movie to shreds and I'm like, yeah, sure. Watch it. I didn't love it. I didn't like this movie at all. I thought this was super bonkers bananas. But I think in this in the scheme of this being a relatively okay version of Groundhog's Day, fine. Sure. I would definitely have a box of chocolates and a drink of choice, even if it was just a seltzer or something. Make a game for yourself. I don't know. I thought no. it was fine. How about you, Hannah? Um, I said maybe while doing other things. Oh yeah. Like it it because your attention is so unneeded to watch this movie, like you can you can be doing other things. You don't need to hear all the dialogue. You're fine. This is a good cleaning the house movie. Yeah. <laughs> like background noisy kind of movie. I'm pretty sure I cleaned the litter box while watching this movie and taking notes. <laughs> so yeah. It's about that. Well, hooray! So, Groundhog's Day. Almost Valentine's Day. That's true. Love is in the air. If I had to live a day, oh, yeah. If I had to live a day over and over again, I hope it was a day where I saw you, Hannah. Oh, I hope it was a day that I saw you too. And I hope it was not Valentine's Day because that's just obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because then I can't even like. I'd have to pay full price for candy still. <laughs> well, like when you, if I'm not caring about money, then fine. But like. I don't know. There's just so much pressure about the day and everything. I, I'm like red and pink are fine colors, but 
that's how I feel about them. They're fine. They're not really the colors that I want to be like surrounded with all the time. And if mm. that's, you know, I get through February and then I'm like, okay, we can go back to blues and greens now. Thank you. <laughs> I totally feel that. I would just be annoyed if it was the day that I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to treat myself to a really fancy, fancy ass box of chocolate, but I'm going to have to wait in line because it's the same chocolate you could have bought February 13th. And yet people like to buy it on the 14th. Yeah. Um, and the lines are long. Yeah. I say this is true. someone who worked at Godiva one year. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. True, true, true. Yep. But happy Valentine's Day anyway. Um, yeah. And we'll have another Valentine's Day episode or adjacent. It's a Hallmark yeah. movie, I'm sure. So, I don't remember what we're doing next. Um, <laughs> Just not this uh, one again. Not so. this one again. This this is the only time we're doing Valentine's again slash one. Once upon once upon a winter state. I've yeah. already forgotten it. Why would it ever be called that? It's so stupid. Once upon a winter state. Because it's definitely not once upon anything. Because it happens so yeah, many times. What what are you talking about? Um. But thank you for listening. You make sure that you're following us on. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, one kiss means forever, where the one and the four are numerals. Um, we are try to tweet as many live premieres as possible. Yes, and you can always email us, should you choose to, at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. That's all spelled out as it is on our logo. And that is also our email address if you feel like you want to buy us a coffee. Uh, that link to throw us a couple bucks if you feel like it is listed in the show notes. And thank you to Flint Pastures for our intro-outro music. His stuff's on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Yay, Flint Pastures! See you next time! See you next time! Bye! Bye. Uh, uh, Whatchamacallit? Commercials? No. The other thing that comes at the end of the movie that everybody needs. <laughs> <laughs> Although the credits are only like two seconds long, though, because it's TV. Right? That's true. That's true.